Hey, what's up, everybody? Continuing to talk about my From Patmos musical, uh, which is set to premiere in just a couple of days here on Friday night, March 18th. There's still time to get tickets at frompatmos.com. And this weekend is, is, is kind of it. We're not sure what it looks like from here, what we're going to be doing with the show. So as of right now, this is kind of the only time to really see the show. You can join us anywhere you are in the world. Uh, we have worldwide streaming. And if you're not able to join us live on Friday night, the 18th, if you purchase the online watch ticket, you'll have access for the next 48 hours. So basically the entire weekend to watch the show. So I hope that you're able to join us. And I really, you know, genuinely hope that that you enjoy this show. You know, I was talking to someone um, today and, and I'm like, yeah, I hope you're entertained. I hope you're not bored. That'd be a horrible thing. But more than just entertained, I, I hope that you are encountered by by Jesus and and drawn closer to him through the dialogue, through the songs, through the acting of this cast and what this crew did. So on today's episode, I'm going to talk ever so briefly about uh, the songwriting process for the show. And I want to hone in on one of my favorite songs for the show. I mean, I, I kind of vary. I have a lot of different favorites at different times, but this song specifically has remained one of my absolute favorites. And it's the first song that I wrote for the show. It's called I Remember. If you haven't heard it, I'm going to play a quick clip and then we will talk about it. The world does not have space for these books which could be written describing him. I remember. I So another archaic throwback here. At the time of writing this in 2009 and 2010, along with my 1988 Korg keyboard, I had a little voice recorder. It was this, you know, one and a half inch wide, you know, four inch tall little black box with this big red record button on it. And I would literally hit that thing, you know, 50 times during songwriting sessions. And uh, then I would get a good old USB cord and I would connect it to my computer and I would click and drag over, you know, these 50 MP3 or whatever format they were, I don't even remember, sessions and I would listen through them. And I had this kind of little process that I get into because typically, you know, the, the latter thing that you wrote is a lot stronger than the first thing that you wrote or the former thing that you wrote. So I remember this song is based upon that lyric that you guys just heard. My mind's so full of memories. The world does not have space for these books, which could be written describing him, which of course is from John chapter 21, verse 25, which is a verse that I've, I've thought about for years. I mean, it's just a fascinating verse. It's one of those verses that kind of make you think, uh, yeah, they're not really being literal, right? But when John says this, I'll, I'll read it here in a moment. You just have to ask yourself, who in the world was this guy? And how was his relationship with Jesus? Like, truly. I mean, I know that we have the book of John, 1st, 2nd, and 3rd John, the book of Revelation. You know, John's a pretty popular guy, had a lot of access to Jesus. But what was their relationship really like? You know, I, I love to do this meditation on the scripture sometimes when it says, 
Jesus went from Samaria to Galilee. And then it's just, you know, one little little verse, a couple of words, and suddenly he's like miles away in a different city. But what if it took a long time on the journey and they had to make camp for the night? What did that look like? Food, sitting around a campfire, sleeping underneath the stars. What was their conversation about on the road? And it's just, it's just fascinating to me to think about. So John chapter 21, verse 25, uh, this is obviously John talking. He says, Jesus did many other things. And if every one of them were written down, I suppose that even the whole world would not have room for the books that would be written. And so kind of the, the foundation of this song, and really it's, it's the foundation of this show, is this 90-year-old guy enslaved on the island of Patmos with a ton of memories. And if he just had enough scroll paper, he would have written so many more books. I mean, think about that. Imagine that. Okay, what if he had had a, a scribe with him in prison? What else would John have said about Jesus? Because he had an access that, that we don't have. So another um, interesting thing about this song, at least I find it interesting, I told myself as I was writing this song that the first time he says Patmos needs to be the very, very last word of the song. I don't want to introduce that concept or that phrase in the song until the very, very last note. And I think that, you know, what it does for your listener is you're setting up this imagery throughout the song, you know, up and down the roads through the spring, summer, winter, and fall. So many years have gone since when my eyes have seen him. You're telling this story, and then at the very, very end, you bring it home, and it's like from this island of Patmos, and suddenly the the listener's like, oh yeah, okay, that that's what this show's about, from Patmos. Okay, here we go. Like, you know, my seatbelt's buckled. I like it. Where are we going from here? So we could talk about this for a long time, but I'm going to bring this to a close here shortly, but I want to share a couple of lyrics from this song that did not make it in the final cut. And some of these are going to be pretty painful. So this is a a big deal that I'm doing this. You know, I've been reminiscing over the last couple of weeks, you know, preparing for this, uh, this film premiere for From Patmos to kind of finally go out into the wild, you know, which it's, it's really never done before. And so I have my old folder out here, my original From Patmos, you know, writing folder and I'm just staring right now at stacks of paper and notation and scribbles and and all kinds of things. So I'm just going to read a couple of things to you guys. You know, if you find this interesting, if you're still listening right now, it's 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 a miracle probably, but it's a miracle. There we go. Uh, that's one of the songs from the show. Okay, so a few lyrics from the song I remember that did not make it into the final cut or that were partly or drastically tweaked. My mind's so full of memories. The world is not a space for these books which could be written describing him. Some men call him fairy tale. Some men say he's just a dream conceived in the minds of men. Wow, this is awesome. He's not really what he seems. What does that even mean? Why did I even write that down on a piece of paper? Wow. Carrying on. But I know my friend, dot, 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 dot. I remember when, dot, dot, dot. I remember when, dot, 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 and this might sound familiar from uh, the next song in the show called To Bethlehem. Originally, I thought it'd be a great idea to have uh, John sing this, 
So I remember when born a baby in a manger in the city of Bethlehem in the highest goodwill toward men. Here's another one. I know my friend so closely. I walked with him for many years. I've put my hand upon his hand. Wow, that's that's awesome. And held him so tightly. I'm really glad that one did not make it into the song. It's funny as I was, you know, going through these notes and all these different sheets of paper, there's a a little scribble at the very, very top of you know this eight and a half by eleven sheet that I'm looking at right now. And it says, maybe John has some lines about I remember. And last one I'll share these places of memories. I don't even know what that's even correct English. Comfort me. These memories, these memories, these memories. I hope that was very, very inspiring for you. But in all honesty, you know, when I read this and I go back to my writing career, you know, 11, 12 years ago, and I look at everything that I put down on a piece of paper to come out with the song as we know it now called I Remember, it can, in one sense, be like, wow, what in the world was I thinking? But what you have to let yourself go to, and if you're a creative out there, I want to encourage you with this as, as we end this episode, that you don't have to have this whole thing figured out. You don't have to have the A to the Z. You don't have to know everything in between. Everything you write does not have to be awesome. Actually, I I highly and strongly encourage the opposite, that you just write whatever comes to your mind. And you know, I was talking to a songwriter the other day about deleting things in a songwriting session. And I, I strongly... You know, shot back and I said, I never delete anything in a songwriting session. And it's fascinating whether you're writing a worship song or, you know, a musical or whatever it is to go back to the original document. I'm very, very grateful that I mostly write digitally now. So I don't have to, you know, pull out these uh, pieces of paper and, and rummage through them and it's dusty and whatever. But, you know, looking back even at, at things I've written digitally now in, in more recent shows, and I can just see the the history of like, okay, wow, that right there, that horrible, atrocious lyric or melody was the seed form of the final piece of beauty. And so I want to ask you today, in, in your creativity, in your life, are you allowing yourself to find joy and beauty when it's just a small seed? So many people are so hard on themselves and you are your own worst critic. Just accept that right now and and learn to fight against your own worst critic yourself because there are melodies inside of you. There are lyrics inside of you. There are worship songs, scripts, books, painting, you know, whatever it is. And I just want to encourage you, you never know what is coming out of you, what it's going to turn into. And if you're too quick to judge and say, oh, that was, that was trash. I don't like that. That's horrible. And you get into that negative thinking, you'll never get to the gold that was maybe two more ideas away, four more ideas away. You know, a good friend of mine named Caleb says it's, it's like a pipe. You know, when you first turn on the water in a pipe, sometimes it's, it's brown or whatever, and it's things have to get out of the system. But if you never get that negative water, the dirty water out, you're never going to get to the pure drinkable water that's just a little bit down the pipe. I want to encourage you, get your ideas out on paper. Take the dream, even if it's in a little seed form, 
and pursue it today. Man, I'm at their demand. 